Welcome to episode 65 of the What Nots Review Show, where every week we pick a story and we talk about it. This could be a movie, TV show, anime, manga, comic book, audio drama, all kinds of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, however we need to absorb it, and then we come back here and we talk about it. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I am joined, as always, by Kyle Springer. What is going on? How are you today, Kyle? I almost didn't wake up. <laughs> you almost forever? Oh, just you forever. Don't 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 you just <laughs> want to sleep forever? No, I I set my alarm for ten thirty, and I woke up, and it it was one of those things where like I was just gonna roll back over and go to sleep, oh, but yes. I, I was like I should probably check my phone for the time just in case, and I did, and it was eleven twenty. And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I was supposed to get up a while yep. ago." Uh, so I, I, I rushed to to eat some stuff and get here and get all ready and stuff like that. Apparently, I just didn't set my alarm at all. Oh, like I, like I, I changed the time of what my alarm should be set to, but I mm -hmm. didn't actually turn it on. <laughs> so that's me. I I woke up early and immediately got down to cake construction. Cake construction? Are you baking a new cake? I uh, yes, it is brand new, never baked before. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I, I've never had a twice cake. baked cake before. Oh, I wonder yeah. if that's possible, like a a cake inside a cake. If that would be a thing. I we we always asked if we could. We never stopped to ask if, if we, we should. should. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it was my brother's birthday earlier this week, and today's his birthday party. So last night I got to work baking him this cake, and I couldn't get the icing right because I'm making a coconut icing. And okay. so you have to get a can of coconut milk and stick it in the fridge, and it's supposed to, like, separate into, like, a creamy part and a liquid part. And then you take the creamy part out, but it wasn't set yet, so it was all ready to go last night. And I'm like, I... Do not have the. I just have to wait on this dumb can to separate. So the second I woke up this morning, I rolled out of bed and I'm like, "Let me see that coconut. Can I make a frosting now?" <laughs> what? Let me see that coconut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that that's, was amazing. That's what I've been doing this morning, and then I spent all this time on the cake, and I'm like, "Oh dang, it's like." we record in 20 minutes and I haven't actually eaten breakfast. Yeah. So I have to make myself three eggs immediately. Yep. So I was also in a rush. <laughs> well, we and made it we here are. on time. We, did it. we made it here on time. Uh, well, what are we talking about this we week? We are talking about an audio drama this week. This is something I pitched and you picked out. Yeah. This is the Hadron Gospel Hour. This is an audio sci-fi adventure sitcom written and produced by Michael McQuilkin and Richard Wentworth. And we listened to the first season, which is nine episodes. We did. did. And I pitched this because last week we read a Transformers comic book that you pitched to me, not knowing that the lead Autobot in the series was named Springer. Yes, so which is I my last I, name. <laughs> I, was, I thought I would retaliate and give you something with a character named Wilkinson. So <laughs> the main guy's name is Mike Wilkinson. There you so, go. And I, I had to pick that one because <laughs> how but I not and if I didn't you would rebel and be like Kyle is a tyrant he's not gonna pick the Wilkinsons 
down with the springers uh uh but yeah no i i had heard of hadron gospel hour i think i had even listened to the first episode years ago um but i like i just that's the only thing about it that i remembered and that it was like a sci-fi radio drama show with like a mad scientist thing uh and so i was like yeah we I, we don't pitch enough audio dramas on this show um and usually when we do it's been you who's pitching yeah. them yeah all of them have been me <laughs> we're both kind of into audio dramas i I don't really listen to them as much anymore, but mm -hmm. still, uh, it's always nice when when we pitch one because it's like, oh yeah, we should do one of those. It's podcasting about podcasts, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I I I had a lot of fun with this one. It is. It's a very fun, sweet show, and I hadn't listened to it in years. And the first episode came out in 2013. They did two seasons, and so season two wrapped up in uh, 2017. So we just okay. sort of updated periodically throughout the years as it could. And I suppose it's on hiatus now. This is the thing about some podcasts, like they don't have normal season orders or schedules like a TV show or a comic book maybe. So it's like – Just things that they I, do on I don't the know weekend. When my, and... Yeah, I don't know when more are going to happen. Yeah. Sort of ephemeral. But yeah, it was a show I always liked, and it was a really, really fun re-listen to. It, it has a it has a very good like sense of e energy, like yeah, it, it nonstop. It has a lot of just it it has a lot of good momentum. It, mm -hmm. I, that I think is a good way to describe that, and I I think yeah, that can that can carry someone through a show just by that like if if the show didn't have yeah. anything else going for it i think that would still get most people through mm -hmm. uh, but this show does have a lot of stuff going for it, for, does. For it so to summarize it for the audience yes. uh mike wilkinson is an it guy and an indie filmmaker by night as he is billed and he's at his <laughs> bachelor party like drunkenly given a speech to his friends and like some other guy in the bar basically kidnaps him like, hey, my name is Dr. Oppenheimer Valtini. I am from an alternate universe where the, I tried to harness Hadron technology and make it a weapon and instead it broke every multiverse and the universe you were just in is dying. So I've scooped you out of there. Come to me to my like outside of time and space secure science bunker. I am traveling through these various multiverses, trying to figure stuff out, trying to solve problems. You know, like, audio engineering and internet stuff, right? Can you help me make a podcast out of this? Because we need to document this. Yes, yes, for science. <laughs> exactly. And so the two of them live in this mystical floating space bunker with an AI, and the only other people that were around when this experiment went off were Dr. Oppenheimer's wife, who has been dispersed into the multiverse and they have to collect like fragments of her soul and slowly put her back together. And the janitor who got blown through a wall. So he's just this man, like just a torso and one arm hanging out of a wall. <laughs> and then his other arm is in another universe. <laughs> yep. And his lower half is in another one. Yes. Yeah, so they they do all sorts of, of stuff like that. They go to multiple universes mm -hmm. and see what's happening in those ones, all sorts of 
crazy and kooky places. Uh, so it, yeah, it, it's it's good fun. You never really know what you're gonna get. Is, is yeah is the thing with that because they can go to so many universes and all of that stuff. It's like, huh, wonder what we're gonna discover this week. Yeah, and one of the the show is formatted. It's got this over arching like continuing narrative of everybody in the bunker trying to solve these science problems but also there's the sketch comedy aspect to it too where there's like well let's just see what's going on out there in the hadron rift today let's play us some scenes from the rift like it's missives and reports back from other universes that are all just comedy sketches yeah set in like weird alternate universes so the show's got a really good variety to it it also sometimes does have musical guests a, so it really is kind of a reversal variety show yeah that's what it is a sci-fi <laughs> variety show it's really neat i don't think i've heard another podcast structured quite like this one Mm-mm. neither have i yeah so i so you, you had listened to this previously have mm-hmm. you listened to all of it or was it you you just yes. gotcha yeah gotcha. this cool. is the first time i've gone back to re-listen to it since i first discovered it in uh like 2016 maybe gotcha cool so what what was new or what did you like enjoy rediscovering with this one this time uh the last time i listened to it was all at the office and this time i just listened to it like mostly while i was driving or like doing chores around the house so i was Mm -hmm. able to pay attention to it a little bit more oh there's just more nuance to it yeah uh, like there's jokes that like I did not remember that really hit me this time and were <laughs> yep. really funny. Good, good stuff. Yeah, I I, I mentioned I like the energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think that also helps it go by qu- quickly. Yeah, I, I think it rarely ever drags its feet. There's a couple times I feel like it does, um, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I I I think for the most part I I really enjoyed this. Mm-hmm. So, cool. Do you want to get on know. into our housekeeping before we really dive into a full spoilery yeah. discussion? Yeah, let's do that. So last week here on the review show, you already mentioned it, but we covered some comics uh, from from Transformers called the Wreckers Saga. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess it's a collection of two different volumes and like a one shot. Yeah, I think it's altogether like 11-ish issues worth of content plus like a couple supplementary pages. Yeah. Yeah. But that that is basically like the Transformers version of the Suicide Squad, if you will. (laughs) Or like the A-Team or something where it's like these are the people we call in for the like the dangerous, dangerous messy missions. missions. Yeah. Probably not going to come back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it it, it was a whole bunch of new characters for, for us. It's not the usual suspects that you might see in a transformers comic especially if you're like us when you just know them by name and that's about it Mm -hmm. um so we did that you guys should absolutely go check it out Uh, really really interesting story yeah we are gonna be uh checking out a a kind of multimedia web comic for an exclusive episode of the review show coming up here very soon Mm -hmm. uh do you want to tell them about that melissa yeah this will be available on our patreon to the supporters at three dollars or above uh every month kyle and i rotate back and forth picking 
a new topic for these, and it's something a little wilder, a little weirder, more curated, more specific than something we could maybe do on the review show. So we are covering a webcomic called 17,776, or What Football Will Look Like in the Future. And it's this multimedia narrative hosted on a sports blog that is all about these satellites orbiting Earth in the year 17,776, watching how humanity's concept of football has evolved in this future where everybody is immortal and can live forever and can play football for decades at a time. Decade-long football Yeah. Um, yeah, so be be checking that out. Mm-hmm. Patreon.com slash the whatnots is where you can support us if you like what we do here. Uh, you guys can throw us a couple bucks. Uh, let's see. We also just did, we last night, in yes. fact, uh, we recorded a Reactor Core episode of uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. So if 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 you've seen the film mm-hmm. and you want some spoilery goodness, oh yeah, uh, we we talked for a while about that that one. That is an episode of the Reactor Core, which is one of our uh, other podcasts. Uh, you guys can get more info at thewhatnots.com or uh, just by typing in the whatnots wherever yeah, podcasts all the shows are in the network. sold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Captain's Log. We also just recorded yes. a new episode of that as well, which is one of our other shows. Our other other yeah, shows. Yeah, that's our, our off-topic <laughs> chat show. This week, uh, I told you a story about trying to make a mix CD for a boy I went to high school with. <laughs> yep, that was a wild story. <laughs> <laughs> Not a boy I had a crush on, just like a boy I admired as an academic peer. Yeah. Just, just like, hey. Ad- <laughs> this is for you. Keep it up. Go be a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. So be sure to not miss out on that. Again, the whatnots.com is where you can mm. find out more information. But Melissa. Yes. Let's get on to spoilers for this mm-hmm. episode. Oh, that's that's our social media thing. Well, it's good to be reminded. Hit the social media button. <laughs> and yeah, audience, be- you could see, if you're only listening to us, you could see all of these. We put our video feeds up on YouTube. That's what Kyle's hitting all these buttons for. Exactly. And if you support us on Patreon for a dollar, you can get the links to the exclusive live streams of these on Twitch or YouTube. We, YouTube yeah, is where we do the exclusive ones. On- one on YouTube. other things yep. we do publicly on twitch that's it there you go you you tw- twitch in the streets youtube in the sheets yeah i don't it, sure oh yes yeah that, that tracks for me <laughs> all right well let's get into spoilers okay you hit the right button this time i did yes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it worked uh-huh. um yeah, so I, I uh, the, the thing that I wanted to start out with, the, the the first thing I wanted to say about this show that is kind of spoilery, I guess, is the one thing that maybe I I, I don't know if I liked all uh-huh. that much. I'm 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 gonna start off with that. Okay. Um, as much as I I loved the e- energy and I thought this was wildly entertaining, mm-hmm. I don't think it ultimately went anywhere at least in that those first nine episodes it hits some emotional uh checkpoints like dr oppenheimer he becomes 
a little bit more friendly with the people around him. I think it, it, by episode nine, he's better at remembering Cyrus's name than he was in episode one. Yeah. And he gets that brief kind of moment with his wife. Like they're able to conjure, you know, some sort of imprint of her soul out of, you know, the mists of space time. And they have that little meaning. And she sort of like gives him a confidence boost. And he's like, okay, now I've got this, this energy to keep going. But yeah, yeah. there isn't, it's very sitcom and yeah, like there isn't a necessarily a plot. So, yeah. There's little bits that they hint at, like Which, uh Yeah, so like there I think there's arguments to be made that that there was some movement, there was some yeah. progression to be made and that they, they did make, but I think yeah, in like spread out over nine episodes, it's like this is bread crumbs to me, which I was not expecting. I, I was expecting a little bit more. Uh, yeah, especially I, if the whole kind of plot revolves around, oh, we're visiting all these other dimensions to, like, fix mm -hmm. them or, so, you know, solve this rift that we made and see how mm -hmm. we can put things back. Yes. That makes sense. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I would say a little bit let down by that of course i haven't listened to all of it so i still don't yeah, know yeah i it remember ends up. season two having a little bit more like overarching narrative follow through like gotcha. it does kind of close out some things that like you might have been wondering about or didn't know you needed to wonder about sure yeah yeah because mm -hmm. I, I i liked the whole idea of they like they get there and at, at first uh what's his name mike mike mm -hmm. wilkinson is his, his first name mike um or i, I guess as they call him michael michael <laughs> <laughs> um but I, yeah like he at first didn't want to be there because he got kidnapped yes. right like the day before his wedding um and you know he was like oh, i want to go back and get married and like what the hell you know but mm -hmm. by the end of that first one he's like no actually this is really important because my timeline is kind of doomed if yeah. i go back so if we so save if all I'm, this stuff then yes. you can put me back there yeah and like save the, the timeline i'm from or find a variant of that that is close enough that I can live in. Yeah, and I I like that conceit. I like that Dr. Oppenheimer is also like, hey, my wife just got like scattered to space da -da 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 dust. Yeah. And we can actually find all these different particles and put her back together. Mm -hmm. Like that that's a neat conceit to me cuz like I this reminded me a lot of something like Rick and Morty. Okay, yeah. Right, where you have this like crazy mad scientist doctor and this uh, 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 other guy who's who's there i, I know in rick and Morty they're kind of related right they, it, it's uh, his their uncle grandfather and grandson there you go that, yeah that one um <laughs> it like they they just kind of happen into those universes in rick and morty and and so. often just like cause problems or mm -hmm. get there, see what's happening, fix something, and then leave. But it's not like they don't really. Ha I mean, there 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 is an overarching plot in that story too. But like, right? They're not like tr trying to piece something together, really. At least I, I don't remember it being that way in Rick and Morty. This seemed like it did have that. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And so, yeah, like, that stuff was really attractive to me. And then by the end of episode nine, it's like, all right, well, we should start from square one. I was just like, all right, okay. I do kind of like this loose narrative construct of we can fix things if we just keep going. Like, there aren't necessarily, like, these milestones that they have to hit. Like, we have to get this to do this, and then that will cause that, and then we'll be able to achieve this. Like, on a more season-wide arc scale, they don't have that so much. Yeah. But as a as a conceit for like sort of a sitcom like sketchy adventure just keep at it is it's a good framework and i like that hope that the show has that's i think the thing i remembered most fondly about the show is just how positive and chummy Mm -hmm. it is like i love the little family that they all build with each other i think that's the strongest part of the show yeah um and and so I, i i guess Last thing I'll say on this is like I I I don't mind it having a slow moving plot. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know shows that do that are totally fine. I I I think they just set it up in my mind like it was going to move a little bit faster, mm-hmm. rather than be that sitcommy like everything's kind of the same at the start of each new mm-hmm. episode. Um, which I, I think if they had maybe set it up a little bit better to be like that, then yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have been like, oh man, I don't know about this one. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's all I have to say on that that on that little bit. I keep hitting this dang mic. <laughs> what did you think about the sketch breaks? Like I said, I don't know if there's another show that does something like that. It's pretty unique to this. Were you uh, kind of taken aback by these breaks and, oh, we're just going to peek into another world and it's just jokes and it doesn't have anything to do with the narrative or the main first, story? At first, I got kind of lost and I had to go back. So I I, I told you about this on our episode of The Captain's Log mm. that we recorded the uh, other day where I was like, I'm just going to go on an adventure on Saturday. I'm going to yeah. go out into the world. I'm going to ride the bus. I'm going to go to Target. And I'm just going to listen to this podcast the mm-hmm. entire way. And I on the b- bus to Target, for some reason, it was really loud. Oh. I couldn't really hear all that well and stuff like that. So I ended up p- pausing it. Uh, and and then just, when I got off off the bus there, I was like, all right, play. And I was like, wait, mm-hmm. I'm kind of I don't know why things are happening. So I went yeah. back. I get and that. Re-listened to some stuff, and it was still like, okay, why is this couple complaining about their baby and it's hooked up <laughs> to a robot thing? But yeah, like so I at, at first I, I was a little bit lost, but then I got it. It's like, oh, these are more like sketch, like they they are, they. The show has an element of like sketch comedy. Yeah. What are we going to do? And once I realized that, I really loved it. Yeah. I also like that it's like that for the characters within the show, also. Like for us, the audience, it's like we're just going to take a peek into this weird little thing for five minutes. It's the same thing for the characters. They're like, can you play me like that one clip from that one universe again? I love that one. (laughs) See, then. So, so I, I, I love the idea mm-hmm. of that stuff. Yeah. It's like, hey, we're, we're going to do this, like, sketch variety sci-fi mm-hmm. audio drama thing. I think that's a brilliant 
mix. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think for the conceit of their show, it I I feel like they could have pushed it farther, right? Mm-hmm. Where they they do because they, they there there were some live v- v- versions of the show show mixed yeah. in there, um, which if they did that really well too that like those were the vtr recordings of, yeah. of the stuff right um the the vcr recordings but like <laughs> i i i i feel like they could have taken the idea of uh, like so i i've i've been to a grand total of one comedy show in my life uh-huh. uh, so i am the, the, an absolute world expert on what comedy <laughs> shows should be oh sure uh, <laughs> but so so they they did the the typical sketch thing of like mm-hmm. okay we need uh, a noun or we need no, Kyle something. i'm i i gonna i have to stop you here i have been to not a tremendous amount, but a, a very dozens of comedy shows. You got to make sure you're separating like improv and sketch here. It's, it's an it's an improv show, as I, I, okay. I, I guess what I'm referring to. Like I said, world expert oh, on sure. comedy shows, <laughs> and we're here in the field with the world expert on comedy shows, Kyle Springer. Uh, you're in front um, of a green screen, and you don't know what's behind you. I do actually have a green screen. It's that's my actual wall but um <laughs> you put a green screen of your own wall wouldn't that be funny <laughs> i i should do that sometime and see if you notice oh i think i'd notice that'd be hilarious um it would be like it wouldn't be exactly the same scale it would be like five percent off well no because i what i would do is i would just <laughs> I would record on my webcam for a bit and would just without me here and I would just take out my chair, my chair. (laughs) And so I would take a still image of of, of the stuff and then put that behind me and Uh green screen it all out. (laughs) That would be fantastic. I do want to see this happen. <laughs> Why aren't we getting up to more green screen shenanigans if we have power? <laughs> but um, but yeah. So I it, it was a variety no sk- imp- improv show. Yeah. <laughs> and they yeah they did 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 the the thing of like hey we need uh someone you don't like we need a location we Mm-mm. we need all that stuff and i i i almost feel like this show c- could have done that in the live shows maybe they did and they just do it but i think mm-hmm. that would be really neat like hey mm-hmm. name something that has gone wrong and, oh. and it, someone just names it and that's the universe they go to and they just have to like do things on the fly i think that would be really fun i sketch and improv are very different skill sets and it's entirely possible that the people making this show as it is now just they they don't have those chops or sketches really really where their strengths lie but that would be fascinating to have them partner with like an improv team absolutely yeah for a live show I want I know we were we just spent several minutes on green screens but allow me one more tangent. I went to a nerd comedy show in Chicago once and I saw a team that was doing a show called Improvised Twilight Zone where it's all of like the melodramatic cautionary tales of Twilight Zone but they made them all up about you step like into a world. Yeah, like you see 
the yeah, Twilight like, Zone. <laughs> yell us, yell us out like a, a worldly problem or a terrible thing that's happened to you or a punishment. Or, and like they do these interstitial like bits in between these longer scenes. And I remember one guy coming out and he's like, your phone rings on the table. You pick it up. It could be anybody. The president, a spider. It's the president of spiders. <laughs> it's the president of spiders. Um, yeah. It's like I, 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 I thought what they, they had with that kind of variety show thing was b brilliant the thing i didn't mm -hmm. like about it though uh was how much they reused material i think yeah that is it doesn't work for if you are marathon re-listening to the entire season yeah i think this was originally released uh i don't know exactly how often you know monthly perhaps let's see october Look. different october yeah these were originally released like uh, once every like bi-monthly it looks like like every other okay. week or so so i can imagine like the sketch we play in episode one uh in episode six oh we recorded this live let's put the live version in because you haven't heard this in a couple months which is neat like it, i did really like hearing here's the in-studio version and here's the live version of the same sketch mm -hmm. but i think i would have preferred if that was its own like separate bonus episode and yeah. we could have had new they, sketch material in there. They, they had a great concept of how can we put the live material into mm -hmm. like a like a, almost a brand new thing, right? Where yeah. they're like, oh, play them a tape to calm them d d down, you know? Something's gone mm -hmm. wrong and they need to... What was his name? Cyrus, the one who's stuck <laughs> in the wall? I love Cyrus, yes. Yeah, and, and, and just this idea of like, hey we've been podcasting this we've been recording it all why don't we just play him a tape if he's bored do... yeah play him a multiverse yeah like i i i think that that makes things fit really really mm -hmm. well um and, and 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 yeah but like i i, I feel like that could have been a bonus episode or something like that rather than reuse or just like use that same concept but give us new material mm -hmm. in that, like if you did a live show like why not do something exclusive to the live show yeah and then yeah. and then put that version in, mm -hmm. in as the tape i, I think that would have played a lot better you know um, but yeah, yeah play something neat. exclusively like from the live show universe sure yeah the universe know. where everything is a live show yeah sure i like that like that's a thing. They mm -hmm. they, they have a whole a whole multiverse to play with that stuff. Oh. What were your favorite sketches? Favorite sketches. Um, Commander Funk. <laughs> He's just... fun. He's in like the main narrative. I want to talk about just the little multiverse peaks that aren't connected to anything. Because I think the strongest one is. All the kids are at career camp and have to tell a scary story and they go around the campfire and it's like, okay, you have to tell us an original scary story and it has to involve what your career is. So it's like a girl tells a story about a hook hand man and she wants to be a doctor or something like that. Okay. That's how she ties it back, like being a transplant surgeon. Sure. And all of these go around and they're all like 
kind of lame stories and it gets to the final kid and he tells this really great story about like a bus driver who finds like a lunchbox left back on his bus and he take and he finds the address in the lunchbox and he takes it to the house and the mother's like this belonged to my son who died 10 years ago today and it's dun, this dun, great dun. great spooky story and then the camp counselor's like you want to be a bus, bus driver? driver? <laughs> Parents paid to send you here to career camp and you want to be a bus driver? Yeah. I think that's um, the most effective sketch. But my other favorites were the people trapped in like the grocery store hellscape. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's like, I feel like I've been waiting one. here to buy bread and milk before the snowstorm for... 12 years and the one where it's just like bostonians complaining about draculas moving into their neighborhood like fake draculas like poser yeah. draculas like my father knew dracula you're no dracula so do do you happen no i, I guess cause that would be 2014 interesting mm -hmm. so but, in in that the scary stories one yeah. in that last story that they tell and it's a really good story mm -hmm. there's piano music playing behind yes! him yes yes it's the piano music from black tapes yeah which i was like is this a reference to black tapes i uh, think it's all of not because these... this came out first i think they're all just pulling from the same, same free music yeah. library which yeah. i think black tapes was among like the first audio dramas i listen to i mean like uh, yeah, night vale has original music uh thrilling adventure hour had original music wolf 359 is original music i think that was the first one i listened to that had like we we're pulling stock music from somewhere else but yeah. i didn't know that and i heard those tracks pop up somewhere else i'm like why do you also have the black tapes Music, but no, I, they're I, all over the place. I've heard I, them in so many other things. I hear samples that are in Garage B -B -B Band yeah. everywhere, in like <laughs> big Honda commercials and stuff, big like, like no, HBO TV shows. I'm like, you, you guys just use the sound from Garage Band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've oh, it's what a weird feeling. Like, yeah. it's cool. It's like reusing the same but props it, in the same it, movies over and over again. Like, on one hand, it's like, make up your own cigarette brand. On the mm -hmm. other hand, it's like, oh, it's cool that this is kind of connected to X-Files because it's the same cigarettes they had there or something yeah. like that. Fun like fact, now in the, I think, season one finale mm -hmm. of the TV show Arrow or like the penultimate yeah. episode they reuse a set that was used on the watchman movie whoa yeah so that there you go neat. fun fact it's keeping it in the house of dc huh uh, yeah um but 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 yeah so like i i heard that music and i it it almost played that much better yeah for me it's a great track because i knew it as the yes! black tapes thing yes! and i was just like they are nailing this <laughs> like this is so funny it's the scary story with the do 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 i'm not that, that was had an yeah. upside down face on it yeah a lunchbox had an upside down face oh my god <laughs> um and yeah like i that i i think ended up playing really well for me um I, I liked the Dracula's one because I, th I thought that was just 
ridiculous. I like, like it, how normal. It's so normal. It's just all these Bostonians like, how are the kids doing? Ah, oh, well, she needs braces. And my son needs tubes in his ears. Can you believe that? I don't know how I'm going to pay for all this. And how are you doing, Margie? And oh, my back hurts. Like, it's just neighborhood people meeting yeah. in a convenience store complaining to each other about everyday it's... life things. And also, Dracula's. Yeah, like, that to me is the most ridiculous. Just and I look... Because it, it is so yes. mundane, it's except so for this one thing, and they don't, like, they don't bat an eye. It's not no just vampires. It's Draculas. Yeah. <laughs> Multiple Draculas. So dumb. But, so I, yeah, so I, I liked, I... I Yes, as you said, it's not like a, a skit or something, but I liked C Commander Funk and, yes. and his whole, like, shtick. Yeah. <laughs> Where he, he has the beats behind him, he's trying when to he kind of do funk, it in this like sing song. says funk. Yeah, and he, he has this, like, these groupies behind him, so when he <laughs> says Commander Funk, they'll say <laughs> Funk right at the same time, but yeah. they never get it right. Oh no, never it is timed it, correctly. It's, it's and it and eventually they just give up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's so good because it's not that difficult. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know you should be able to figure this out. You have all of time to synchronize your funks, and you haven't yeah. done it yet. But the, the this was one of the examples of like this show just has a good energy for me um because some i mean you've now done a, a whole bunch of these review show yeah. e episodes with me i can never remember anyone's name yeah you couldn't remember mike the most normal human name <laughs> yep <laughs> but like i i i never remember people's names and and yeah you're you're right with this show it, there were some of them that were hard for me to remember i still don't know what the names like they're they're like female version clones oh. i don't remember what their names oh yeah it was like um michelle and i think roberta her name was also like the name of some it was like the feminized version of some famous scientist Robert it wasn't like an exact like, mike and michelle type of clone name yeah her name was like roberta fernie or something like that okay um but yeah so like him coming in with this background music every single time and he has this this <laughs> shtick and this yes. get up and these groupies behind him <laughs> makes it memorable yeah and and it's 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 a good i, I don't want to use the word monotony but like it helps break up the pace it helps yes break up the tone it a adds this like auditory comedy if, mm -hmm. if, if that makes sense you always know who it is who's yeah. who's coming you, you know all, all that stuff and i i think that works really really well it's especially when he kind of drops the music too and starts being like the announcer yeah more type <laughs> thing he hey kids they're about to <laughs> enter a funky new dimension you, you he know? narrates like a christmas special episode they do yeah. and then he like he's narrating it and also like being a character in the show and like trying to lead mike and oppenheimer around and he mentions something about how that's going to like 
make them kick him out of the League of Narrators, like the Narrators Union or something like that. Yeah, I I love stuff stuff like yes. that because that that is the type of sci-fi stuff that I want in a like yeah. wacky, just dumb sci-fi story. Mm-hmm. Right, I, I I want this like multiversal union of narrators mm-hmm. <laughs> and stuff because it's just it's it's so dumb, but I love it. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, just like a league of narrators, like they're they're Awatu the Watcher, forbidden to interfere. Exactly. Yeah. I I agree with you. I narrate. I love the music and like the audio soundscape of the show. I think this is one of the best openings yeah. of any podcast. That like da 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 da. Da, 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 with like the narration and then it like hits you and the narrator's like the intro is yelling like, welcome to the Hadron Gospel Hour it's so high energy it really it's is and I love it it's one of the best I've ever heard it That's... feels like you are they call it the Hadron Gospel Hour it's got the energy of something like a big revival or something like that it's yeah. so big and bombastic yeah it um this is I, I, I think Maybe system, not systematic, is that the right word? Symptomatic. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the right word that I'm looking for. Uh, with audio dramas kind of being a thing that anyone can do at, yeah. at, at home, you don't necessarily need experience to make one, right? No. And so I think a lot of them uh, can at some time suffer from okay maybe the writer hasn't found his voice yet or like yeah. his or her voice yet or they haven't found their footing yet right mm-hmm. like I, I i so when we when when i c- created the whatnots with paul we were tossing ideas back and forth and we recorded a couple episodes before we really found what we were gonna do and we didn't ever release our like actual first recordings uh i think except for on patreon a long time ago not sure if they're still up there or or not but we i think what ended up being our like public episode one was maybe our like episode three or four Mm -hmm. right um and if you go back to that now, it's a really bad episode. <laughs> Funny enough, it's also our most downloaded a- a- episode because it's, it's it also was on black tapes. It's also right? on the black tapes. Yeah, your tapes. first episode yeah, so was we, on the first season of black we, tapes. We kind of doomed ourselves. Our timeline is doomed. Um, you know, I'm gonna re-listen to this again oh for God, old times' so sake. No, it's you so can't bad. stop me. I, we have better episodes on the black t- tapes because what we did is for each year we yeah, would I think cover the the only black thing tapes. you guys have done in its entirety, at, like in chunks like that. In 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 chunks like that, yes. Following through from season to season, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just it, yeah, it's one of those things like it, it doesn't matter who you are, you often don't have your footing at first mm-hmm. when when you do that stuff or just some of you you know your favorite tv shows on tv what where the show started versus like mm-hmm. where it is in season oh, three yeah. and four it's miles apart yes and I, I i don't know where this show ends up but i was incredibly imp- imp- 
impressed with just how much confidence they had from yeah, the get-go of just like this is our show yeah. high oct- octane entertainment non-stop and it's like this was awesome they, it is they, yeah. technically so impressive like they've got all the audio engineering and you, editing stuff down do you know if they've done other stuff if they've like I, written plays or sold scripts to something else is, actually because I, I felt like that j- 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 joke about the writing dialogue-driven movies in, in his spare time. Like, I felt like that was actually him yeah, being like, this I, is just what I do I, in my gotta spare time. It's got to be, like, time. very autobiographical that Michael McQuilkin is yeah. an indie filmmaker. So Michael Wilkinson is also an indie filmmaker. Yeah. I Like, I—because I, I, cause I don't feel like this was a— f- a freshman effort if that makes sense mm, right? even if it's not podcasting right they've done yeah. something like short films or like little live sketch shows they've done something together before i'll bet yeah i want to say some of my favorite bits of audio engineering are what they do with higsby who is a higgs boson particle that floats around like the great gazoo and is mm-hmm. sort of your friend and gives you advice they do this kind of binaural thing where like it is like he is spinning around Mike's head. So he switches from like one earphone to the other. Yeah. That's really cool. That's a neat effect. I also like this has got to be something they made up like in editing probably where whenever somebody mentions his name, he's like, Uh I'm Higsby. Like that's how he introduces himself. Like I'm Higsby. And then every time Throughout the rest of the conversation, when somebody refers to him just quietly in the background, he says, I'm Higsby. <laughs> I'm Higsby. not get old for me. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was good. I, I, so, um, yeah, I, I want to talk about, I guess, some of the more side characters. I want to talk I, about I, Cyrus. I, I, I don't really remember some of their That's names, okay. Like I said. Um. Yeah, I thought let, let's talk about Cyrus. I really mm-hmm. liked Cyrus a lot. He's my favorite part did of this he, whole series. Did he change by the end of the show? Because I felt like he was a di- different. Like he was the in my mind, I felt like he had a different personality by the he end of the gets, show. He gets a little bit more cartoony. Like he's sort of like he's stuck in the wall. With, like, his body parts, I think, like, his torso and one arm are in one room. I think another arm might be in a different part of the bunker, and his legs are in a different galaxy. Yeah. And he's really just sort of trying to make the most of it. He's, you know, resigned himself to that. And, like, when he meets Mike, all he says is, could you track down my legs? Because I want my wallet out of my back pocket so I can look at pictures of my family. It's kind of melancholy, but, like, very sweet, optimistic story. And, like, he does get more of this, like cartoony just like gee willikers guys i just boy it's fun to be here like he gets more ridiculous as the show goes on but it never stops being charming even when he's like hi doc you know do you want to come hang out with me today and watch some hadron rift clips like he's so like he's so obnoxious in such an endearing way yeah it and to me, I I almost didn't like that, 
it, mm-hmm. it, he, I, I think he's still a good character at the end of the show, but I liked the like spaced out. Everything is fine, man. It's okay. It's I just, all good. You know, I can watch TV you, from where you, I'm at. You I, mentioned mescaline or whatever it was, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I do love that he's just, he is not a care in the world, really. <laughs> I, I, like, I, I, I kind of liked that version of him better. And mm-hmm. I I can't think of who he, it reminded me of. I, I, but I, I feel like it's on the tip of my tongue, like some movie or some TV yeah. show. Yeah. Oh, he's like that, that character. But I, I can't yeah. come up with a name. He's reminiscent of something for sure. Yeah, I, I love him, and I love in the D and D episode, mm-hmm. like him and Ashley are trying to play this D and D game together. Ashley's like the AI of this bunker they live in, and I love that she's just like the mom friend of the group. She until Mike came along, she's the only person who pays any attention to Cyrus. Yep. She's kind of there watching over him because she knows nobody no, don't else. Don't talk will. to him; he'll he'll be here all day. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Oppenheimer cannot re- like I think Just once he remembers his name without being prompted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Ashley's kind of she's kind of his pal. She's taking care of him and they're playing this D&D game together. And Cyrus makes a really good role and Mike says very sincerely, "Way to go, Cyrus." And Cyrus says back really sincerely, "Thanks, Mike." Like it's the moments like that of just really earnest these people are like bonded like family now that are yeah. sprinkled throughout the show that I I'm really fond of. Yeah, it 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 was good. I liked Cyrus a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned Ashley. Mm-hmm. Well, I I, I bef- actually before I talk about Ashley, I the last thing I want to say about Cyrus and mm-hmm. is p- p- partly I think why I like him so much as the like mellowed out. Yeah. Hippie. Uh, is, <laughs> yeah he's kind of got that yeah is because i feel like the craziness that dr oppenheimer has and michael had like just that level of high energy yeah like you need something to kind of mellow them out and i think he's the character to do that yeah one of them he's a really a great way. counterpoint to everybody else like the way all these characters bounce off each other in like things they are really frantically trying to achieve and other characters that are like it's okay you know we'll figure it guys. out guys yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's someone out here <laughs> <laughs> in the hallway (laughs) he's talking to me (laughs) he's a lot like shaggy if shaggy wasn't scared yeah like if he's just like oh it's a werewolf all right yeah yeah um but then i i guess also to not necessarily mellow them out but to at least calm them down a little bit we have ashley Mm -hmm. who's more so the voice of reason i should say and you asked me is there anything i picked up on this listen through that i didn't get the first time ashley's backstory is a lot like war games i never saw the movie war games until a until a couple weeks ago okay you know war games yeah right have you seen this one yeah okay the fact that like she's built by this scientist who was once revered but is now kind of a shut-in and they have to take a fairy to like the sort of island where he's all hermited up and like 
this AI is based off of like, you know, a child that he lost that's all straight from war games. And I had no idea the first time. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I I think Ashley may have been my favorite joke in in this whole thing. Not that, I mean, Mm -hmm. not that the character is a joke, but the character is a joke. Like, yes. Right. And they did something I haven't ever seen before mm-hmm. that I, I I think might be my favorite part uh-huh. of this entire show. The fact that he didn't pay for the full version. Yes! He just has the light. He has yes! the, the free app. This is not the full functioning AI that She's you always see in demo sci-fi. Mode. Yeah, it's the She's, demo. She is the like... And that is Space Cadet hilarious. that came with your Windows XP computer and only has three levels. It's That's her. Brilliant. I've I never know, seen, I've so never fun. even thought of that being a thing. <laughs> and when it's like, oh, I am only the demo version. Yeah. If you would like the full version with those features and more, patreon.com slash, you know, like, and it's just, it, it, yeah. it, it's just like that. That's amazing. That's such a such a good plot point. Yes, I c- c- yeah, because then they 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 can't do certain things that they need. Like oh, you know, stop the a- a- air system in this. Like I don't have that feature in the free version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's that's brilliant. It's so good. Yeah, because like if if I was thinking of stuff like that, it <laughs> would still be a fully functional AI. But if you're like, all right, well, what's wrong what are the limitations can it Hmm. leave the ship well no uh can it do this and that you know like it'd be that it'd it'd be the like typical boring stuff and this is nope you get the free version (laughs) i also i feel like that would actually happen (laughs) yeah and no one is talking about it like we will develop ai and androids and robots and stuff but we're like us normal people are are, yeah. are are just gonna be we're gonna have the free version if you want <laughs> if you want the full version go to patreon.com slash the whatnots and yeah, donate your life savings like a dictionary and a calendar and like a calculator and like no she can't like program your car for you <laughs> yeah she, she she can do like real basic functions yes. like make your coffee Mm-hmm. Or answer some kind of encyclopedic question, but that's it. She's basically Siri. She's just a mom friend who happens to be this incorporeal AI that can do some things. Yeah. Like she's there so much more for social things than she is for anything technological. I also want to talk briefly about it just. One more thing. Yes, also, yeah. her name is in an acronym, as all good a- yes. AIR, but it, it doesn't work if it's not the version she is right now, because it's yeah. A-S-H-L-E is the Ashley. Light edition. Light edition. <laughs> so what would her acronym be if it was the full version, right? Oh, Ash. <laughs> it, like, it, it doesn't work. It's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) She's just destined to be, she's destined to look for us a demo mode. Exactly. I want to talk about what a lush 
visual life the story must have that we just get these like little hints about. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't realize until the episode where they go and find Ashley's founder and they see a, a her, her creator and they see a picture of that man's daughter and they're like, oh, that looks just like Ashley. I didn't know Ashley had a visual form. I didn't know she had like a hologram or a computer screen or something. Like you don't realize that until then. Oh, there's something of her that they can see. And it's not like they glossed over it or didn't explain it or anything. They just sort of now is the time when you need to know that. Like Mm -hmm. they dole out these visual hints or like one of my favorite things is that after his wife, quote unquote, died, sort of. Dr. Oppenheimer has his whole face painted like a skull as yep. this grieving mask, this kind of ceremonial spiritual thing. It and there's... also never says he takes it off. So <laughs> I'm I'm assuming this entire show he just has the skull mask on. Oh yeah, on. he has a skull painted on his face beginning and 100% of the time. Yeah. And I love the episode where he gets signed up for horror host classes. Like he's <laughs> going to be a Sven Gulli or a, or a crypt keeper or something. He he, like he he's he's a mad scientist who hired yes. someone to document his multiversal adventures but he also cares about his podcast and he wants good seo and good content and stuff like that it's great he's like maybe i should like if we add some horror aspects it'll be a good podcast finally love kittens so i just brought a bunch of kittens into the bunker (laughs) i I do really like the running jokes about his face mask. Like mm-hmm. he's at, he's in some universe somewhere drinking like this kind of, you know, Caribbean rum drink at a bar somewhere. And somebody says zombie. And he's like, oh no, I'm not a zombie. This is my grieving mask. And they're like, no, that's the name of the cocktail you're drinking. Do you want another one? Oh, yes. And then later somebody actually is talking about his face and he's like, yes, I would love a drink. Thank you. <laughs> Like, the way that bounces back and forth in the last couple episodes is really fun. Yeah, yeah. They they, they, they do have really good dialogue back mm-hmm. and forth, too. Like, it's it's written extremely well. There There isn't, like, awkward mo- mo- moments of, I, mean, I, I guess this just goes, again, back to what we said. Like, this this is not a freshman no. effort. They, they really do write dialogue-driven movies in their spare time (laughs) it's very like there's a lot of chemistry the dialogue's very bouncy and i love when they're trying to figure out they backed up ashley and they need to access the backup but it's password protected Mm -hmm. and they're like try password try password with a capital letter try one two three four one two three five dr opera sounds like the pencil password an idiot would have on their luggage (laughs) Exactly. One, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> and Dr. Oppenheimer, like in the background. I also love the way they like layer dialogue, like auditorily when everybody's talking at once. Like there's yeah. sort of things set back that are set quieter. They really create like physical space with the audio editing. Like Cyrus always sounds like he's talking from two rooms away. So I can't take credit for this. Okay. But in our episodes covering the black tapes ages ago, that was one of our critiques of like everything feels like it's in the same room in the same mm-hmm. distance. It doesn't feel like I'm actually there in the action. It mm-hmm. felt like in the and then in season two they fixed that. <laughs> and yeah. so I 
can't take credit, but I am. (laughs) (laughs) I will allow you this. Yes. Oh, but when they're trying to figure out the password, I think the final thing anybody says is Dr. Oppenheimer's like, is it pencil? And Mike's like, no, no. Okay. We can't guess forever. Like we have to go find Ashley's creator and see if he can help us break in Ashley and like fix her after they install this upgrade that it turns out to be corrupted. And then later they talk to him, they get the password and it is pencil. And Dr. Oppenheimer just says real quietly in the background, I said pencil. (laughs) I said pencil. (laughs) Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, Let's see. I, what, what is there anything else that, Oh, uh-huh. You mentioned visual aspects yeah. of this, and I kind of wanted to t- talk about the cover art on the uh, It's a cool cover, yeah. Podcast. So it, it had, on at least on the app I was using, it had two different ones. I don't know if that was, because uh, my, my app sometimes uses the wrong one. You have to like show artwork, and then you have the individual episode artwork. Who knows? Um but mm-hmm. the original one I saw, that's like the one with the hand. Very cool. There. Well, so, there. yes. Yeah. I, I like that one a lot, partly because it really reminds me of Jack Kirby's artwork. Uh, oh, yeah. He, I see that he's for a sure. Very famous comic artist. Um, and he has a very distinct visual style. His. Uh, like the fingers on the hands, he has that like hand spread thing that is, is exactly what this cover is. Mm-hmm. The tips of his fingers were always the like flat la 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 lines. And then there's the famous Kirby crackle, which yes. are the like space bubble things that are happening in the background, which this has. Yes. And so like it has this like old school comic book sci-fi space adventure feeling mm-hmm. to just the artwork. And I think that goes a long way to yes. s- s- signal to someone like me who knows that just to be like, okay, I'm in for this type of sci-fi or, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in for certain, certain things. And I, I think that's something you don't often get. Or I, I I think something you don't often talk about when it comes to audio. It is important. Yeah. Dramas. There is a certain visual aspect to your show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I am the graphic designer. Between us, that's what my degree is in. And yeah, like your your show needs to look good and yes i know there are things that are fucked up about our sh- our shows and i have not fixed don't at me okay um but yeah like that's that's an important aspect of your show of your representation as a podcast or stuff like that and if that's something you're not really putting much stock into i think it, it can really help your show well, now that you're saying this, I am looking through my podcast subscriptions and looking at everybody's logos. I don't know if there is another audio drama that's got as effective a, a cover image as Hadron Gospel Hour. I'm, like, I'm, I'm sure there's a couple out there. Like I think Night ours, is cool. Paradoxica is a really good one. I can't uh, the Bright Sessions is good, too, but it, it, it's... 
and and again it's not something you can necessarily blame people for because again audio dramas are open to everyone right Mm -hmm. and it might just be a one-man show and you might be more of a writer not a graphic designer or an artist or or stuff like that but yeah it it very much is an aspect of your show like we are just a small two-bit operation Mm -hmm. we we pay everything out of pocket we have some very generous patron or patreon supporters Mm -hmm. shout out to sam and thank you christine um and but like in in the long run like we don't get all that much money like we like in this is just stuff that we do out of our bedrooms and, yep. and stuff like that. But my my mindset has always been like, make the artwork, make the, the show, make the live stream, whatever we do, make it look like we have a big budget. I got mm-hmm. fancy multicolored lights that I can ch- change the you colors do. on behind me. I have a green screen. I have a good, my, you, you know, like I, I think... Because when you're looking for a new podcast, that's mm-hmm. often the first thing you see as you're scrolling through Apple Podcasts or Google Play or Spotify. Like you see the artwork. Mm-hmm. Like it's this like homemade, maybe not the, yeah, the best thing. Yeah, if it's thing. just I, like, word art over a gradient, if that's the best of your abilities, not- we understand and respect that. But like, yeah, put the effort into making everything as like punched up as you possibly can. Fake it till you make it mm-hmm. is honestly what that is. But but yeah, so I I I I think they nailed it with with, yes. with that artwork. I I I think that fits perfectly. So I uh, I I, them. I went to the the podcast website just to sort of look into the background of it, and there's this very cool quote on there like some um though like like the back of a book cover sort of blurb Mm -hmm. that somebody wrote for them that says if the monkeys and the young ones held an atari tournament on the set of doctor who it might sound a little bit like hadron gospel hour where are you seeing this because i'm on their website as yeah just um yeah and if you go to their website there's a button labeled like learn our secrets oh yes Learn our secrets. Who uh, it invites you? comparisons to such diverse pop culture phenomena as the monkeys, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Doctor Who, Thrilling Adventure Hour, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, which is weird, but I get it. Yeah. The Young Ones and 70s Hanna-Barbera cartoons. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, another weird thing that this ep- that the series does in like episode two, um, they're in dire straits. And Mm -hmm. Dr. Oppenheimer's like, we need a higher power to this. I'm going to try praying. Ashley, please look up which is the most powerful God, and I'll just pick that one, and I'll pray to that one. (laughs) So funny you bring that up, because that little segment kind of caught me off guard. There was a little piece of dialogue that I thought was strange in there, but I'll let you continue. They think they need to call upon someone higher. And he's like, just who's the strongest one? And she's like, I think it's 
Thor. Uh-huh. Like, and he's like, okay, I will pray to Thor then. And then like Thor swoops in to save and protect them. But it is an actor named John Michael Thor who's been in like these kind of be like schlocky, like mystery science theater yeah. 3000 level, like cult midnight movies. And he's like kind of playing himself. And the episode it almost turns great. into like a legit interview with him just it with really like is. Richard Wentworth and Michael McQuilkin in character interviewing John Michael Thor as himself. That was another a- one of those things where I was like, I was in Target. I was shopping <laughs> around. I was looking at bath towels and, you know, mm-hmm. d- dumb stuff like that. And I just forgot. And at like I, I, I t- t- tune back in and it's this interview. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. what? what is what is going on? Back up, rewind. How did we get here? It's such a strange (laughs) turn, but I kind of really love it. And you could not do that anywhere else but here. The only thing is that it's episode two, which I feel like is slightly too early to throw that big of a wrench into the formatting. But (laughs) I still listen to it. I still listen to the rest of the show. I listen to the entire thing again. It doesn't hurt anything. That's the thing. It it totally is an interview. Yeah. But... (laughs) I don't know if it actually is. If that it's, makes sense, like it exists in this weird metaphysical I feel, like, yes. I feel like it was scripted, but I don't know. if it is, if that was at all scripted, they did a great yeah. job with that. The dialogue is spot on. It's not. Yeah. It just doesn't even <laughs> seem like it's it's a character who is reading off of some sheet, being mm-hmm. like, "Er, um." Uh, yeah, I think it was that. No, it sounds a hundred percent genuine, and I love it. It's what a neat thing. I love all of the various disparate little bits that make up this show. Or, or yeah, like that also seemed like one of the like, uh, the world comedy expert Kyle Springer would say, uh, like the the like sketch improv thing where it's mm-hmm. like. We're basically going to interview you in character yeah. for the show yeah. in world, but you are yourself. It's, it's like a reverse comedy bang bang where the hosts are characters and the guest is a real person. I, I, I mean, I mean, it's basically that, though, where it's yeah. like he's he's being interviewed as himself, but he's mm-hmm. in their universe. Yes. If that makes sense. Like, it's 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 fun. And he he gives these honest answers about like one night he was <laughs> hanging out with this hat and the and then social media it's this we got we got listeners in japan and it, it's it, you know it, it's just it's wonderful to hear from all of them yeah. it, it's we're so desperate but social media really brings us together and oh, it's just like <laughs> this is just, and dr oppenheimer is just sitting there like oh yeah yeah mm, yeah <laughs> it's so good yeah good stuff i what else would you recommend to somebody who listened to this and liked it uh so i mentioned rick and morty that was the thing that stood out to me uh something you have mentioned multiple times that i haven't seen much of yet would be the venture bros yes in the season two premiere episode they do have dr venture stuck partway through a wall just like cyrus is yep um, what else would I do? I mean, they mentioned Doctor Who on their site. So in that case, I would mention uh, Legends of Tomorrow, which okay. is the DC I get that. CW yeah. show. Um, and it's, yeah, it's 
basically Doctor Who meets uh, Guardians of the Galaxy set in the DC universe. So you see Kid Flash, you see Hot Girl, you see you know you see all this stuff. But then they go back in time and forward in time, and they they save Obama, they save George Lucas, they say you know like it. Yeah, it's it's just it's wow. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that's what was going on in that show. I figured that they'd just be running amazing. into like Zatara or somebody, just like other DC characters. That that happens. They do wow. meet up with uh, uh, other DC characters in like different time periods and stuff like that. But it is like, oh, um, I so there's one episode of Legends of Tomorrow where. Uh, Rip Hunter, who is one of the main characters. Rip Hunter. Rip Hunter, yep. Um, I feel like if your name is Rip, you are destined to die early. I mean, <laughs> or just take a nap for a really long time. <laughs> nap or die. These are your choices, Rip. It sounds, it sounds good to me. Uh, but Go So he, he quits being a time master. And he settles down in L.A. in, like, mid-70s, and he wants to make movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so there's this whole mix-up and all of this stuff, and a young George Lucas is there. And with all of this stuff, they're kind of scaring him away from making movies. (laughs) And and so it it, it does the, like, Mm -hmm. back to the f- future thing where it's like if george lucas doesn't make star wars then uh, the, the, this guy does not get inspired to invent a, a, a time m- 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 machine which means oh. we can't be oh, here which means course. we're disappearing and, all, <laughs> and it's just and it's like no george you need to make star wars yeah and it's it's just it's the wildest stuff and it's 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 both hilarious and just yeah it's it's wacky good fun mm-hmm. i so. would i want to recommend some more really fun audio shows to listen to okay i if you want something that is like sci-fi adventure like sitcom and it's got a lot of fun like wacky episode you know caper of the week but also this ongoing emotional story mm-hmm. track down the thrilling adventure hour but specifically that's got a lot of different stories under its banner look up sparks nevada marshall on mars i think some of it might have been paywalled by now so i don't know how easily accessible it is but it is one of my favorite stories in any medium it's so funny it's so sweet it is about an earth lawman who is stationed in this like old West town kind of on Mars. And he has a Martian deputy and there's this, you know, there's the red plains rider. Who's like this woman, you know, vigilante who just sort of runs around and like fights all the crimes that she's a good guy, but like she's kind of out there outside of the books and sparks. Nevada is very much like, well, there's paperwork to fill out. Like I can't go up. Sparks. Nevada. Marshall on Mars. He is from Earth. So uh, you, you make fun of me for mentioning Rip Hunter. Meanwhile, you're <laughs> over here, no. Sparks Nevada. That name is just slightly more comical than what <laughs> I thought Legends of Tomorrow was. But now that you've explained more about it to me, that is evidently just like a sitcom that doesn't look like one. Because I thought yeah. it was like a little bit more kind of mid-range, like 
goofier than Arrow, but not total, not as goofy as like that Alan Tudyk show. That Arrow one. is like the hard-boiled crime <laughs> slash political thriller. Like they yeah. they really do take themselves seriously. Whereas this is 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 like we're gonna go back to Viking times, but somehow <laughs> this Furby toy got taken back with us, and so now I the Vikings worship this, thing now. this Furby god thing called Bebo, and, and it's like oh, it's so dumb. I have it's to... so dumb. <laughs> not DC Universe. Like I know what I i'm doing this yeah. summer yeah oh boy. okay yeah i would also recommend there's a lot of Wait, what was the name of of the the, the story you just said specifically um, sparks nevada marshall on mars okay cool sparks love nevada, it marshall on mars and uh there's a lot of improvised podcasts i listen to shows that are improv comedy based but have continuing characters and narratives mm-hmm. and my favorite of these is the imp- it's just called improvised star trek and it yeah. is this it is this improv team in chicago who i've gotten to see live like three times and they're amazing and they invented their own spaceship it is within star wars canon like they know like to the year like this is what time in star wars canon our ship exists star wars but- or star trek i'm sorry star trek like okay cool i always know which one i'm talking about but my brain will sub out the wrong word <laughs> star trek yeah, improvised Star Trek. Like they know, like this is the name of our Starfleet ship. This is like what area of space we're in. This is what you know the star dates are. Sure. And they made up all their own characters. And like every episode, they just take a suggestion from their listeners. What's the name of a Star Trek episode that has never existed before? That's and fantastic. That's what we're going to do. And they're the same that's, characters. That's exactly There's what I, on... I want this show to do for the live stuff. Just like name something that has gone wrong in this universe. And we'll go from there. And it's an ongoing narrative and it's been going for years. It's a long running show. Like let me, and they've podcasted like everything. This goes back. Okay. This started in 2011 and they are now on episode 212. There you go. Plus all the live show stuff. Re- it's so fun. It's a little bit less heartfelt just because it is more straightforward, like, comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, they've, they've got kind of, like, the fun family dynamic of it, but it won't have, like, the aww moments to it. It's right. just, it's straight jokes. It's so good. Like... Even if you're not a Star Trek fan, you don't have to be. It's Check it out. one of the best improv shows I've ever listened to. I love improvised Star Trek. And go. if you're familiar with Hello from the Magic Tavern, which is a very mm-hmm. big comedy podcast out there, uh, Usador the Wizard, Matt Young, plays the captain of the spaceship. Okay. He's Captain Julius Valentine Baxter. There you go. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Melissa. Pitch time! Yeah, I think that's all I have to say about Hadron Gospel Hour. Go check it out. It's fun! Season yeah. 1 is 9 episodes that are about, like, 35 to 50 minutes long, you know, and very easily digest. Check it out during your commute, or your chores. Exactly. It's a good companion for chores. Exactly. Uh, or when you you're shopping at Target looking at bath towels like I was. <laughs> Do you frequently shop with your headphones in? Yeah. Okay. So, so I mean, I, I, yeah, I listen to podcasts <laughs> or stuff most of the time. 
but it's also just so people don't bother me. Like I just leave me alone. Don't don't talk to me. As what somebody who doesn't are? do this, there aren't people that just go up to talk to you in a Target. Yeah. I, hi. Are you? Have you found everything you're looking for? Yes. Leave me alone. <laughs> I haven't found some peace and goddamn quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I think I only went shopping with headphones in once and it was when I was at a Target and it's Christmas time and I have a bunch of like I have to get all of the stuff to bake all these Christmas cookies. I have to buy these presents. The stores are absolutely packed. If you're open till midnight, I am just going to go at 11 p.m. because there's not going to be any crowd. Yeah. So I'm wandering around this almost empty Target in like the middle of the night. <laughs> and I'm like. I'm just gonna put my headphones in because there's nobody around for me to not talk to. Yeah. This is the time, I guess. Just me alone in Target listening to or whatever podcast I put on then. Maybe it was improvised <laughs> Star Trek. Possibly. Um, okay, I am I'm working on my pitches here. I, I, I wanna see what this volume I'm I I mm -hmm. mentioned before we started recording. 17 to 18. That's We'll see. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll mm -hmm. put that one on, on there. So I, I had a theme for this week. I decided not to do the theme <laughs> this week because yeah. one of them, I, I'm hesitant to put it on there because it's not, it's not a style of thing we've ever done. And I don't know how well it's going to play out if okay. that ends up being what we pick pick so it's one of those like just in case i want to keep working on that theme and maybe okay. put something else in there okay so i'm sure. putting that in my back pocket so for now there is no theme this mm -hmm. week um let me pull up my notes here so that i have all of the stuff i guess it's not really notes it's just the name of the stuff uh mm -hmm. so pitch number one we're gonna read a good old batman comic batman oh. and son Aww. This is a Batman story written by Grant Morrison in which Talia al Ghul basically is like, hey, Batman, you have a son. His name is Damien. Here you go. <laughs> and just like, yeah, this is yours now. Gives him Damien. Is like, all right, peace. Yeah. Um, and so that is the, that's basically the, the conceit of that story. Batman has a son with Talia al Ghul, Batman takes in D -D Damien, much to the dismay of Alfred and uh, and and t and Tim Drake. Oh, it's Tim and, times. Yeah, uh, and and so yeah, they just what the, what the fuck do we do with Damien, who's been <laughs> raised a by assassins baby? his entire life? Uh, he's like eight or nine years old, but he's okay. been raised by the League of Assassins. So <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not like Batman doesn't know how to fight the League of Assassins, but do you fight an eight year old kid? What what do you do with that? <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so that could be fun. That's Batman and Son. I believe it's only like twelve ish or like. I think it's less than that. I forgot how many it's on there. It's it's not that much. It's like it's twelve at the most. Okay. I think it might be like six or seven or something like that. Six Who knows? to twelve issues. Six to twelve. Okay. Uh, let me just look it up. <laughs> yeah, uh, is this on Comicsology Unlimited? Mm, I actually don't know. 
Let me see if it is. I didn't look. I mean, it's on Comixology. I just, I don't know if it's on Comixology Unlimited. Yeah, if we could get it. Batman for... and Sun Search. Top results. It is not on Comixology Unlimited. But let's see. Oh, it collects... oh I've got, just as previously mentioned, I have DC Unlimited access. Mm -hmm. That's right. It would be on there. It's this is new to me, and I keep for, like my brother signed up, and he's like, "Here, you you can have the password. Use it for review show stuff." And I keep forgetting I have that access. Good. Thank you for letting me know that you have that, because now we can be like, "Let's watch Young Justice" or "Let's watch Doom Patrol season mm -hmm. one" or something. Yeah, like that. Um, yeah. So Batman and Son, I I, th I think that should be on. That should be on DC Universe by it now. Some issues. It is some volumes. I, I mean, I'm sure they have the co collected. Actually, I'm I'm on DC Universe. Though their search function does tell, not. Tell me how long works. this is. I don't, it is six to twelve. So all right, I uh, according to Comicsology. <laughs> okay. Batman and Son collects issues six fifty five through six fifty eight. 663 through 669 and 672 through 675 <laughs> so <laughs> you froze for a second there are you are we back my computer is buzzing at me system overload oh my god what? Well, it's enough issues to freeze your computer. I'm here. Uh, okay, I'm recording again. My computer just spazzed out mm. and was like, system is down. System overload. We're doing too much work here. <clears throat> um, but yeah, it's so it, it collects uh, 55, 56, 57, 58, uh, 63. Oh, that's a... It's 350 pages. It's not that bad. That's like double the amount of like uh -huh. a, a okay. standard. That's a little longer than Wrecker's Saga was. No, 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 novel, yeah. Okay. Um, there you go. That's not very conclusive, but mm -hmm. there you go. Uh, Batman and Son by Grant Morrison. Pitch number two. Why am I opening up tw Twitter? That's not what I want. <laughs> yeah. Pitch number two yeah. is an anime movie called Metropolis. <gasps> oh, Kyle. It is. You have picked yourself a Wilkinson family favorite. It, 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 it is based off of a manga by Osamu Tezuka, which is based off of the 1927 Fritz Lang mm -hmm. movie. I've seen pictures of this. I haven't seen it yet. Kyle, it's a gorgeous it, movie. It looks beautiful. Jams and I love this thing. Um, so I, I've been meaning to pitch this for a while because I haven't mm -hmm. seen it yet. And I, I, uh, on an older in incarnation of the review show, uh, we did an episode on the original, like nineteen twenty seven mm -hmm. silent. Film and I really liked it. I thought it was fantastic. Um, I I don't know if that episode is still up somewhere or not. Uh, but yeah, Metropolis, the anime movie, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, is pitch number 
two. I think that should be a lot of fun. And pitch number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to do volumes one. I, I want to do volumes one through three, but that would be the first 18 issues. And that might that be is a, a little, little much. long. Yeah. So volume one and two of Outcast by Robert Kirkman. Um, this is from the creator of The Walking Dead. It's by Robert Kirkman and Paul uh, Azaceta, I believe is how you p- mm-hmm. p- 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 pronounce his his name. Um, it is another horror comic. Okay. But this one is more about like exorcisms and witches and possessions and demonic spirits and stuff like that so it's not the like zombie apocalypse it's more like the exorcism type of stuff but from the same creator as the walking dead Mm -hmm. okay volumes one and two of that that would be the first 12 issues okay so what say you melissa (laughs) pitch number one is batman and son Surprise, Batman has a kid and he's a baby assassin. Mm-hmm. Pitch number two, Metropolis, the anime movie based off the manga based off the movie. Or pitch number three, which is Outcast Volumes 1 and 2, which is let's get possessed by demons. Yeah, I like demons. I like Batman. I feel like multiple times you've pitched me a Batman story and I'm like, not that one. So I'm sorry to deny Brucio again. But you saw my reaction. We are going to talk about Metropolis. Okay, I'm good. so happy you pitched this one to me before I could even get to it. <laughs> good. This has been on my 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 list for a bit. When I I, I saw, I was like, "Ooh, what's that?" I was like, "Ooh, that's Metro- Metro- Metropolis." I wonder if it's based off the. It is. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. How, how have I yeah. heard of this? Let's let's watch. You're that in for then. a treat. Good stuff. Yes. Good stuff. Um, so that's what we will be watching next week. It is simply just called Metropolis, mm-hmm. uh, based off of a manga by Osamu Tezuka, uh, the godfather of manga. Yeah, the, I will say the movie is gorgeous and it definitely has, it looks like Osamu Tezuka. The fact that it's based on something by him really comes through. Cool. Good stuff. I am excited for mm-hmm. that a lot. Uh, Melissa. Where in where in the multiverse uh, might <laughs> might these rift hunters find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W I L K Y W I T. I will be posting pictures of this cake I am making. You can oh, see after it's like done cake. being constructed. Uh, and you know, come to Twitter. Come talk to me about more audio shows. Like yeah. this kind of reminded me how much I love them. Like I know it's something I do periodically pitch from time to time, but like, oh yeah, remember how much I love black tapes? Remember how much I loved Wolf Three Fifty Nine and Thrilling Adventure Hour? Like, I want to get back into them. I want to find more things to pitch to you in the future. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. I am at Yo Kyle Springer on both Twitter and Instagram. We are at the Whatnots on Twitter. That's where you can get updates about our shows. Uh, thewhatnots.com is where you can get more information. Uh, we got all sorts of other podcasts out there. We got some off-topic sh- shows. We uh, do one that we react to all of the latest mm-hmm. and greatest movie blockbusters. We already mentioned some of that in the start of the show. Uh, so go like, share, subscribe. 
that be patreon.com nice. slash the whatnots give us your life savings uh, give us one to five dollars if you may be able to or just tell a friend yeah or <laughs> six to twelve dollars um, yeah, yeah so thanks for all of that we will see you guys next time this has been episode 65 of the whatnots review show we will see you next week adios bye